I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. Looking for a way to support The Dinner Party Show? A percentage of any purchase you make through a buy link on thedinnerpartyshow.com will allow us to keep bringing you the show free of charge. If you're an Amazon customer, head to thedinnerpartyshow.com and click on the Amazon Gold Box located in the lower left-hand corner of every page of our site. Do this, and a percentage of each purchase you make at Amazon during that shopping session will support our continued operation. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And now it's time for another episode of The Dinner Party Show. Hi, I'm Alec Moppa, and you're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. I went to a marvelous party. Most people don't even know the facts. They go with their gut. The only thing your dad cares about is money. Christopher? This is only going to work if we speak one at a time. Fine. You first, Eric. Live from the Sunset Strip in beautiful West Hollywood, California, it's The Dinner Party Show. The Internet's first live comedy variety show with your hosts, New York Times best-selling authors, Christopher Rice. No, there's actually a new study that confirms every other child you see on the street is a ghost. <laughs> and Eric Shaw Quinn. I don't want to talk too much, but... Okay, no, we're no, going no. to take up a collection for the stained glass window. Now we want the dirt. Featuring reports from their largely unqualified staff of special correspondents. Sex is like Christmas. It's the not knowing what you're going to get that makes it exciting. New York is a giant trash island infested by has-been theater queens. If we're really serious about cutting federal spending, the biggest waste of public funds I can think of is Congress. Two snaps for Jesus! The Dinner Party Show. Everyone gets served. Tonight's live cast is streaming to you live and for free through the dinnerpartyshow.com and our free mobile app. And now, direct from the kitchen by way of the Get out of my office. It's your hosts, Christopher and Eric. Good evening, I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and you're listening to The Dinner Party Show's livecast for April 12th, 2015. And tonight we will not be talking about the fact that the largest social media platform in the world bans even the slightest suggestion of nudity, especially when it's male, but allows gory image captures from the trailers for movies as sadistic and horrifying as The Human Centipede 3. 3? 3. America's celebration of violence and sadism on the one hand and pathologizing and shaming of explicit sexuality on the other is a cancer wrought through our culture and it must be cured. Right. Or at least treated. Books which center on torture and rape still have a shot at being considered literature, while any novel in which women and or men find sexual and romantic fulfillment is reflexively dismissed as a bodice ripper even by those who haven't read it. I love those. Just Me too. Just to be clear, <laughs> we're not advocating the censorship of any writer, book, or movie. Rather, we're railing against, or at least I am, because I wrote this one. Rather, I am railing against the superior cultural value granted to rape and murder, the ease with which parents bombard 
children with violent images while losing their shit over sexually explicit ones. Right. And what ultimately appears to be a troubling double standard, which underlies what certain feminists have come to call rape culture. Oh my. But since we can't bring an end to any of this by the close of tonight's live cast, we've decided not to talk about it. Until the next image of a man having a needle and thread pulled through his face shows up on my Facebook feed. Uh, Are you ready, Eric Shawquin? God. <laughs> we had some papers. I wish we had stopped talking about that just a little sooner. Well, um, sign on to Facebook and you're okay. likely to see it. Mm, yeah, well, you know, I don't maybe sign on to the same places as you, I'm thinking. Okay, you know what, girl? Read your script. All right, then. <laughs> um, we are stunned silent that homophobe, bigot, and America's leading closet case, Tony Perkins, has taken time out of his busy anti-gay hate schedule to attack Christians. That's right. Despite the fact that neither the Ten Commandments nor Jesus Christ himself has anything whatsoever to say about homosexuality, Tony, holier-than-thou Perkins, denounces such fringe groups as Episcopalians, Presbyterians, and United Church of Christians for their loving and tolerant acceptance of same-sex relationships, and, as a result, he declares them all bad Christians. Bad Christian. The fuck are you doing? <laughs> Tony, honey, the rest of us are sick to death of your endless self-loathing as it expresses itself through your decidedly unchristian and increasingly desperate homophobia and your miserable and failed agenda and organization. Mm -hmm. Really, Tony, the only thing we can think to say is... Go suck a dick already. Please go suck a dick. Enough is enough. Even if it doesn't turn out to be your new favorite thing, which we doubt, at least with your mouth full, you'll have to shut up for a few minutes. A few minutes, depending on who he's sucking. Um, we will oh. also not be discussing the tragic death of South Carolina resident Walter Scott. Oh, dear. Except to say that unpaid child support payments will never be a reason to shoot a fleeing unarmed suspect uh, in the back. No. And we'd like to express our continued support for the idea of placing body cams on all police officers in the hope that they will yield a more expansive and verifiable depiction of the daily interactions here, here. between law enforcement officers and citizens nationwide. And enough said. Uh, we are also trying not to talk about the 2016 presidential race ha! because it's 2015. Mm-hmm. Something happened today that will make that a lot harder for us. But game meanwhile, of Thrones, yeah. there have been, yes, it was the Game, <laughs> game of, of Thrones, Thrones announcement. Back, that's, yeah. that's the thing that's making it harder for us not to talk about 2016. But meanwhile, there have been some other developments recently that we've been avoiding. But since the seal is now officially broken, we would like to take this opportunity to point out that seeking to deprive gay people of their constitutionally mandated civil rights and equal protection under the law while making government so massive that it monitors every ovum and uterus in the country while enacting legislation to turn women into second-class citizens who are not entitled even to make decisions about their own bodies is not libertarian, nor small government, nor deregulation, nor patriotic, nor freedom-loving, nor even constitutional. We're not sure that staking out the Mr. Potter's they're not my children platform and running as a cross between a tyrannical despot and a Disney villain is a winning strategy. But please be advised that we don't think that Americans are as stupid or as bigoted as you apparently do. So, while it will become clear in the coming days who we have been supporting since 2008. Yeah! 
<laughs> we do promise to try and hold it to a minimum, though we reserve the right to point out the Cruellas in the race as we spot them. As for everything else, it's still on the table on tonight's live cast of The Dinner Party Show. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Enjoy the hors d'oeuvres, but don't fill up. There's plenty more to come. Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And as always, we invite you to join our other live listeners on our Facebook page. We call them the party people, and we call them the party people for a reason. And why are you putting a bag of stuff up on the table, because Eric Shaw Because we Quinn? have surprises, Christopher. Surprises My sister, birthday month, my birthday month, your birthday month actually ended yesterday. But my birthday what? month continues until later this week. So oh. my sister sent... Surprises this, this week for the continuing. There are Girl Scout Tagalogs, Ooh. peanut butter chocolate Tagalogs. Tagalongs. Tagalog is actually the language of the Philippines, but Tagalong is the name of this cookie. Oh, well, that's too bad. I like <laughs> it better were, the other you way. You were making the Girl Scouts thin, far more multicultural than Girl they are. Girl Scout Thin Mints. That's mine. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. So wait a minute. You're putting these out because your sister gave them to you, but you're putting them out in front of me, which means we they're have, mine now? We'll have to get scissors to work these, but they're like Yosemite Sam disguise glasses you see they have like doors okay like... i'm gonna try to get a picture for instagram this week let's see let's see let's see hold on this is it's always still so in the package awkward on the radio i'm gonna text it to shea butters and he's gonna put it on there we here go here we go welcome to another live edition of christopher and eric Woo-hoo! try to use their phones root and tootie while talking on the air at the same time so we have those um we have, I kept the um, Freudian slips at home. This, I thought, would be great around the office. It's the Predictapen. What does the Predictapen do? You ask oh. it a question, and then you push the button. It's and like it says, an without eight a ball, doubt, only a pen. Not for a million dollars, or without a doubt, or not for a million dollars. or It's unclear. Ask again. Fascinating <laughs> series. I, there were Freudian slips, but this, this is the piece that I thought you would want most of all. It's a collection of cat poetry called... I could pee on this and other popular poems by cats. That's really lovely, and I don't know if I should say this, but I have been given about five copies of this have book. Have you already so this received will be this my book? Fifth copy. My Aunt Karen O'Brien, who is a cat lady herself. Her new sweater doesn't smell of me. I could pee on that. <laughs> She's brilliant. gone out for the day and left her laptop on the counter. I could pee on that. <laughs> Her new boyfriend just pushed my head away. I could pee on him. You get the idea. A theme emerges. <laughs> That's the sound of a cat. Okay, so I'll keep on this one for myself then. You can keep that one for yourself, but I will take all the cookies. Thanks to my sister. I have been sick, says, so have my a, diet is suspended. Have a very merry unbirthday, and remember to share your toys and snacks with Christopher. With love, Sarah. Oh, she wrote it on the back you, of um, a timesheet. Okay. I'm not <laughs> sure what know. that's about. I don't She's know if that's a trying hint, to but... remind you that we don't have that much time. None of us have that much time. Oh, I thought you were talking about the show. <laughs> no, I'm talking about our lives. We yeah. don't. We we serve here at the pleasure of King Westeros. Um, so. <laughs> Tonight's performance from Christopher Rice will be brought to you by Mucinex D. So if I sound a little drunk, it's not because I'm drunk. It's because I have cold medicine. Yeah, drunk is not. It's not. That's not the effect. That ought to keep the little jackasses happy. It's like hyper present. I'm. I'm here. I'm in the now, and I have uh, sinuses that are halfway unclogged. So tonight is our. You're the guest, which means you people who are listening, party people, you are the guests on tonight's show. But we're keeping the tagalogs. But we're keeping the fucking cookies. So don't reach through. 
through the screen or the or the app or the phone to try to get our Tagalog cookies. But it's our spring break edition because spring break is being celebrated all over the country currently, as uh, noted by several horrifying articles in the New York Times, which we will not be talking about. But we invited you to call our party line, which is a voicemail line, 323-PEZ-TDPS, and share your ideal spring break. And I would like to share a message we received from Buffy Peterson. Oh. Hey, good morning, boys. Hi, this Buffy. Buffy Peterson. So, you want to know about my perfect spring break? My idea of the perfect spring break would start with Polly Perrette. Yes, Abby, off of uh, NCIS. She's my future wife and all. Oh, Anyhow, oh, it would start with her in a remote cabin in the woods that had a big pool in the backyard. It would be nice and warm. And, of course, you know, we'd be skinny dipping. Don't worry. Nobody could see me naked, so there there would be no children, no children that would be injured or permanently scarred for life. But we'd be out back skinny dipping. Thunderstorm would come overhead. It'd be raining. And then the very last day, we would have a gigantic party and invite you guys and all the dinner party people and all the people of the page. And I'd just have a huge shindig. That would be really rad. But yeah, that would be like a righteous spring break. Love you guys. Have a great day. Bye. Love you too, Buffy. I have a life-size picture of Eric Shaw Quinn attending a party at a remote cabin. I was just going to say, yeah. that sounds like it's outside. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm actually opposed to outside. <laughs> he's, he's an anti-outsider. Right. I, I'm, in, I'm the president of the committee to stamp out outside once If you had all. children, you wouldn't allow them outside at all. Not, not really interested in outside. Doesn't really, really do it. I don't understand the concept. Listen, and... Buffy's spring break fantasy is her spring break fantasy. That's like right. That there and it's no very sweet to be invited. Of co- yes, it is. It's very sweet to be invited. And, you know, if there's like a bubble or something or a, a gazebo or a glass uh, house that I can sit in and throw She stones, and Polly will build a gazebo just for you, That Eric sounds Shark, great. Right? Then I will be delighted to. Or if there's a pool, if like I could stand on pavement, that would sort of like a, maybe not for long, but I could be there. And if there were bugs, I would leave. Okay, let me ask you a spring break related question. Me? Is Yes. Is <laughs> spring break the first holiday or let's say academic school calendar holiday that was completely separated from its original religious purpose which was to celebrate easter right it's not called easter break it's called spring break right yeah i'm not sure if it was ever about easter i think i actually went at one point when i was in school it was called easter that's break. because we went to school in louisiana <laughs> and even the even the, 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 the government is broken up into parishes in Louisiana. <laughs> Everything has a That's sort of religious true. kind of overtone to it. My favorite in Louisiana was we used to get, I don't know that by the time young whippersnappers like yourself came along, but we used to get a week for Thanksgiving. They would have some sort of teacher no. convention at the beginning of the week. So school kids would get the whole week off for Thanksgiving. And then, I don't know, I think we got like a month off for Christmas and flood season. Flood season? <laughs> was flood season? Mardi Gras? The annual floods. No, it was pre-Mardi Gras. It was like there was this period where like the state would wash away since most of it's <laughs> underwater and it was before you know modern engineering reached the third world nation this was of before you had a freeway that actually went all the way continuously through the state of louisiana there were none correct? there were yeah. none it was not possible when i was a child to drive from north to south louisiana you had yeah. to take ferries i remember there was a bridge on the Atchafalaya river at i think new roads between new roads and st francisville that you it was a one-lane bridge that you had to share with a train so 
when you got there, you had to look and see that there were no cars coming and hope that there was no train coming. And then you rushed across the bridge. It was called Shit Your Pants Bridge. It was the most terrifying thing. Yeah. yeah. And the, the ferry boats were a little I have to too, say the but... Huey P. Long Bridge in Louisiana outside New Orleans is not much better today. It's got a train trestle in the middle of the bridge, and it's this high span that goes over the Mississippi. But on the Atchafalaya River Bridge, you actually drove on the train tracks. Oh, my God. Like, so if the train came, it would just... You would have to just your, abandon your just car. Just run over your car. Yeah, you'd have My to God. dive into the river. I guess I don't know what the plan was for that, but I can't think of two people. I can't one. think of two things less matched than you and Louisiana in that era. It was an interesting combination. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. It was, uh, yeah, it was very exciting. So yeah, so I, we had floods every year, and we had time off for that. I think it was earlier in the year. It may have been more in spring. One year, I found kilki eggs, which I tried to hatch. While we were rescuing people in, it's a bird. Wait, you were rescuing people? What you, happened? There was, Why were you rescuing people? Well, I was in the boat while people were being rescued. Let's, <laughs> I was offering witty observations let's of the be flood clear. recovery yes, efforts. I was serving hors d'oeuvres and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was whipping up a pot of real green right. gray with the fl- floodwaters. And uh, yeah, as we as I was being towed by uh, <laughs> grown-ups who were pulling the boat through waist-high water in. <laughs> I can't remember where we were, and there was a, a little area of ground that was still exposed, and there was a nest with kilki eggs in it, and I, I think that was the name of the bird, and I um, took the eggs to try and hatch them at home with a light, and they rotted and <laughs> decayed away. They never, they never hatched. It was, and in this story, story, Eric's relationship to Louisiana is and embodied. That was, and that was it for me in nature. Sentences. That was my last encounter with nature. It was all well, done. We have in the soup tonight, we have a special report from Jordan Ampersand, actually. You sent him on location. That's what I was told by our You know, producer. I do whatever I can to get him the hell out of this ah, office and okay. the fuck away from me. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I, that's it. I sent him on. Yeah, it was an important a assignment. A very important. You get. You gave him a question and you sent him somewhere to get I the question answered. I wanted him to, yeah, go out and, um, and uh, yeah. I, I, it's an interesting thought about, okay. we can discuss it when we come back. We'll, we'll let Jordan introduce the topic of okay. some interesting thoughts about about spring break in general. In and we will, of course, have a lot more century. of your messages from the party line describing your perfect fantasy spring break. But until then, here's Jordan Ampersand. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, where the soup is hot, but the heads are hotter. Critic at large, Jordan Ampersand, isn't what you'd call a critic. Or large, but he claims to have his tiny fingers on the pulse of the youth of America, so that's why we sent him to Scabies Beach, Florida, to answer the following question. In the age of social media, is a large communal gathering like spring break still what it used to be? Here's Jordan Ampersand with his special report on spring break. What's up, party people? I'm Jordan Ampersand, coming to you live from Scabies Beach, Florida. You're not live. Shut up, I'm cute. Anyway, as you can see behind me, spring break is in full swing. They can't see anything. This is just audio. Shut up, God. This is what we get for hiring a local crew. And screw this. Okay, so we're back at spring break, and now I'm holding my own microphone because local talent is never what it claims to be. Anyway, starting over. Spring break, cocktails, sex, and sun. In other words, it's the last time in their lives straight people get to act like gay people. But is it still fun for young people like me in the age of social media? 
Or are the only people here the ones who are too poor for iPhones so they have to go outside still? We'll answer those questions and more, but let's get a little closer to the stage. Also, surprise, Melvin is back. In case you didn't know, Melvin is the sound tech I was so disrespectful to earlier, and we are so very glad he's here again. And we'd like to take this moment to let you know that Melvin is a member of a garage band called Shoeshine, and they have a website. Uh, the site's in development. That, that's right, okay. And um, be sure to donate to their Kickstarter so they can take time off work to learn a song besides Enter Sandman. Good luck, Melvin, and the other members of Shoeshine. Uh-huh. Okay, let's talk to these guys. They look hot from the back. Hello, dudes. Do y'all want to be radio stars? Well, what seems to be going on around here? What? Oh, my God. You guys are, like, old. What are you doing here? Wait, are you with MTV? I hear they're doing their Drink Till It's Yes concert series down the beach. No, we're we're just here to see all what all this fuss is about. Now, if you'll excuse me, I, I have to go somewhere. Oh my god, you guys are as old as my dad. You're just here to perv on young people like me. Uh-uh, we're, we're here to little girls. Same difference. Whatever. Oh my god. And you're taking pictures on actual cameras? Get out of here. Gross. Oh, Lordy, I better call my oh, wife. Excuse me. <laughs> Good evening, officer. Does all of this youth make you excited? Uh, safety is of paramount importance at all times here on Scabies Beach, not just at spring break. Does my youth excite you? Not really. Statistics show that the likelihood of dying in a stupid, drunken mishap drops precipitously as soon as someone enters their 30s. Even in Florida? I'll have to check on that. Have a good day. You stay safe, sir. Why did he want to talk to me about somebody in their 30s? Okay, now I'm way up high at the bungee bar with the other fun kids. The bungee bar is where if you down four jello shots in a row and bungee jump without throwing up, you win penicillin. Joining me here on the platform are Tiffany and Amber, two of the funnest, fiercest girls at Spring Break. Spring Break! Spring Break! Spring Break! Even better, they said they were fine hanging out with me, even though I told them there's this thing where I turn straight guys gay. Anyway, Tiffany, Amber, it's time to answer the old person question Eric Shaw Quinn came up with when he sent me here. In the age of social media, is Spring Break still fun? You're gonna buy us beer, right? Yeah, it would be so fun if you bought us some beer. Yeah, sure, I'll buy you beer. Cool, wait, wait, wait. Why do you need me to buy you beer? Our fake ID's got taken. And you're so much older. Jordan, they don't have cords on. Oh, well, if they don't barf on their way down, they'll win antibiotics and be fine. So there you have it, folks. Scabies Beach is home to asshole garbage people with no brains and no ability to recognize... Jordan. Yes? Did you actually file this report without asking a single person the question we sent you there to ask? I asked Tiffany and Amber. They chose not to answer. Jordan. I had to get out of there. There was clearly some sort of zombie virus that was rotting everybody's brain. And you say this because... No one there believed you were 21? I didn't tell anyone there I was 21. I wasn't on Grindr, all right? So perhaps your answer to the question is that 
As a young person, you no longer like large communal gatherings because it's easier to misrepresent your real age when you're online. I can't even follow that sentence. That's how young I am. All right. Well, no more spring break for you. I guess you're just too old. Shut the fuck up. You're never too old for spring break. Is that what Tiffany and Amber said? How are they, by the way? They're fine. They were so wasted they don't even remember breaking their necks. I see. Well, next time we'll have to give you an assignment that's more suited to your demographic. Like what? The ethics of buying beer for teenagers. Sayonara, grumpy cat pants. I have Kesha to go dance around the apartment to. Don't throw it in your back. Come from Kanaku. Tired of dining alone? Enjoy the dinner party show with friends. Like us on Facebook and become one of our party people. Then, during our live shows on Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, you can join the conversation and post questions for Christopher, Eric, and their guests. During the week, drop in for tasty side dishes, show updates, and fun with the other party people. The Dinner Party Show. You are the life of our party. Are you a college-age disaster waiting to happen with your dad's Visa card and some serious impulse control issues? Lauderdale! Drink catastrophe. Are you in the mood for a little projectile vomiting on crowded beachfront dance floor? Blow all your fraternity brothers and then blame it on how much you had to drink the night before? Dude, I was so wasted last night. Drink catastrophe. Are you ready to lead the Panama City police on a high speed chase to nowhere? Road trip! Drink Do you feel like taking off all your clothes for some random guy with a camera and the $200 you need to keep the party going? I'm so drunk! Drink catastrophe. Are you looking to spend a couple of nights servicing the guards and the cholos in a Mexican jail? Hermanos! Drink Ready to do something so juvenile, ill-considered, and downright awful that your frat gets kicked off campus? Uh, three, one, two! Drink catastrophe. Want to get mixed up in something that will haunt you for the rest of your life? Best night ever! Well, then it's time to head south of the border to a country where you don't speak the language, have no respect for the culture, and even less understanding of their legal system. Arriba! Or better yet, come to Florida, 
where the governor's belief that healthcare is just a get-rich-quick scheme led him to pay the largest fraud settlement in history, and it's okay to shoot people based on how you feel about them. But once you get where you're going, and you're ready to start making the kinds of decisions that will scar you for life, bring shame on your family, and get you on the evening news around the country, reach for an ice-cold catastrophe. The Kool-Aid-flavored brew that's blended especially for spring break and the kind of adolescent stupidity that's really only possible when you bring together alcohol, inexperience, and the arrogance of youth. I got this! So if you're looking for a spring break, you and the rest of the country will never forget. Drink catastrophe. Because if you're looking for trouble, the best place to find it is in a strange place with a drink in your hand and a cooler in the trunk. Drink catastrophe and get turned in the wrong direction. Drinking responsibly is for sissies. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Let's dish. Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And our party person, Amy Bellino, says there's been a lot of police activity in Florida and she should have known Jordan Ambersand was the cause. What were you thinking sending Jordan <clears throat> to Florida for spring break? I just thought, you know, like like minds. Like minds. <laughs> well, apparently thought, not. Didn't she do the stupid report about oh, yes, um, Florida? Amy. Amy. I, I can't think of a better place to send Jordan than the home of the stupid report. Yeah, I think Amy could give us another Florida report if she ever gets around to it. 323-PES-TDPS. I'm sure more stupid things have happened in Florida, although this week they were kind of horrifying. I don't even want to talk about that. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. This is supposed to be spring break is satirical and whatever. Right. Um, So we asked you to call in and give us your fantasy spring break. Uh, which is interesting because I don't think we have any college students who listen to our show. So it's all <laughs> how adults would spend spring break. So I guess um, we'll get a little taste of that from Luke. Well, the college students are on spring break. <laughs> <laughs> They'll call in next week. My ideal when spring hangover. break is that my kids never come home or ask for any more money. No, I think Luke has a different take on the holiday. Let's see what he has to say. Hi, guys. This is Luke from Baltimore, and I wanted to tell you about how my spring break is going. First, I have an entire week off work, which is wonderful. I finished my last online class, which means I can get a raise and recertify. (laughs) This weekend, I will be going to a convention in Pittsburgh where I'll be able to see Dr. Crusher from Star Trek, Elvira, and Tara Reid from Sharknado. Also, Chris, I finished my application for Houseboy, but the application doesn't say where to send the Speedo selfies. Anyway, have a good night, guys. So there are applications? I, no, no. Speed you, selfies? No, I just said send selfies. I didn't say it was related to the houseboy hunt. The houseboy hunt's actually going to be a reality show. I don't I don't I haven't told you, but you'll be like the killer commentator for the whole thing. We're <laughs> the gonna killer commentator. The killer color commentator. <laughs> Eric Shaw Quinn is the killer color commentator. Shut up. Get um, out. Be yeah, quiet. I have Sit direct down. messages on, on Twitter and on Facebook, and you know, if you don't send something that looks threatening, I'll usually open it and read it so there you go on that um uh, who's dr crusher like a, that sounds like a, uh, it, 
It's from Star Trek. They can't hear Brandon when he oh, talks that, into our from headphones. It's from Star Trek, but... I, that, but I'm still pointing at the window. <laughs> I know. And also, Birthday Boy Brandon was uh, yes! did, made his premiere in the uh, in the Jordan. He was appeared as Melvin, the, the sound the, technician, the surly sound technician, the angry the, local sound technician. And that the, was the voice of Brandon Griffith, who his birthday was I think day before yesterday. Happy so. birthday, Brandon! He's looking Griffith. really old in there. Happy birthday! Look at this. There. It's dark in there. <laughs> there are bats in here. That's man. a little. Oh my gosh. That's Huell Hauser wishing you a happy birthday. The late Huell Hauser was a local character here in California. He had a nature Great. show that was just horrible, but we it was loved really him. One of the worst nature shows it was anybody's just terrible, ever seen. But was... he was a happy guy. But he also would just go to rent. Like he went to seize candy once. Went, Look at all this candy. <laughs> he would just like, loved everything. He, he just was Huell Hauser. And I was on jury duty once, and I had a. I went to a restaurant in downtown L.A. called Philippe's, which claims to have invented the French dip sandwich, which sounds like a sandwich full of bullshit. And the woman who sat down next Ooh, to me said, "Those are fighting words. Philippe's <laughs> coming for you, babe. They're gonna send their little army of. Uh, yeah, I'm sure the French French don't want dippers. Any yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I sit down to eat my French dip, and the woman next to me said, "I'm here because I saw it on Huel Hauser. Why are you here?" And I was like, "Oh, the reach of Huel Hauser." Extends across. I'm here because I heard you were going somewhere else. <laughs> I'm here because I don't want to talk to anybody when I have jury duty. Anyway, uh, where were we going with that? And what the fuck does any of this have to do with we spring break? We were talking break? about Brandon's um, uh, birthday, but oh. Brandon gave us advised us that um, it was who again? Beverly Crusher played by so it was Gates Wesley's McFadden. Wesley's mom, right? Oh, right. Okay, yeah, so, so Will Wheaton's character's mother. That cute Will Wheaton's mom. That adorable Will Wheaton, who's yeah. uh, got a great sense of humor about himself. Does he? If only we all could late in life, like Mr. Wheaton. And also a regular guest uh, recurring special on the the Big, the, the Big Bang Theory, the, which is one of the top-rated shows yes, in the country. Right. So, and that's yeah. why I said that. He's that, got a sense of humor that, about that would himself. Keep me, that would give me a pretty good sense of humor about myself, too. You well, could say whatever you wanted if you put me on a top-rated television show. You hear that, America? Here. You hear that? If you've always wanted... <laughs> no, I would wanted, never leave the dinner party If show. you have always wanted to say something shitty to Eric Shaw Quinn, just put him on a top-rated television show. And you so, can say whatever you want to. What are the top-rated television shows? You'd have to be on Empire. You'd have to be Cookie's assistant. Empire would be great. Oh, I would be so good on you Empire. Would, you I could would be, be Cookie's like best girlfriend. Undermining Portia to get a job. <laughs> that would be you could set up. Oh, you have oh, a campaign. Oh my God. I want to start a campaign. Speaking of Portia, it's not really Portia, but she could have played the part. Yeah. I am just mad for I love a lot of the people. I love that kid who looked who is a child who's Pete on Davidson. Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. And I love yeah. the porn girls. I think they're hysterical. And I think Kate Vanessa McKinnon, Bayer and Kate McKinnon. I think McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Yeah. I want oh, her Cecily to re- Strong, excuse re- me. I want her to reprise her um, role as the um, as the, the cook, the chef from... Uh, oh, the anal, the anal retentive chef. chef. Oh, my God. From, it was some uh, comedy show on Logo. I can't even remember the name the of it. The Big Gay Sketch Comedy Show is that what was it was it. called. Yeah, yeah, really imagined it. They really spent all yeah. their time on that title. Well, but, it's easy to remember for some Leslie of Leslie Jones yes. is just... 
I just love that woman. I want her to be a guest on, on the, the dinner, dinner party, party show. show. So everybody who out there, start tweeting at Leslie Jones that she has to come on the dinner party show when she's in Los Angeles. I want Leslie Jones to sit at this table. I think she is the funniest. I, I don't know that I'd manage to get to say anything. And really, if Leslie told me to shut up, I think I would. <laughs> I think I would, too. I think I would let Leslie have the show for a night. But she is really a riot. She was great last night. Christopher hasn't seen it yet, so I don't want to spoil anything. But yeah. Taraji P. Henson was, isn't it? It's Henson, right? Henson, yes. Yeah, it was the uh, was the host. And uh, I have, haven't even seen the whole thing. But yeah, her appearance in uh, the the Game of Thrones send up uh, South and South Central. Okay, and everybody's talking about it on the on the on the Facebook page. But Game of Thrones is back tonight. But it comes on a million times because it's on HBO. So don't stop listening to our live it, it show actually, just to go. It premieres as soon as our show is over. So we're actually the lead-in for oh, Game of we? Thrones tonight. Oh. It doesn't premiere until 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific. So we're actually the lead-in for oh, Game of Thrones We are tonight. the lead-in for Game of Thrones. We are the lead-in for Game of Thrones. But until then, we have a message from our party line, and this one was left by loyal premier party person, as we'll call her, Samika Salson. Hi, this is Nico Salton. So I heard this was the spring break episode, and I just wanted to say that the whole spring break mystique is a little bit of hype because in Berkeley, which is a college town with right. a bunch of other college students, and um, pretty much um, I and a bunch of my fellow students got uh, homework over spring break, Aww. which just ended. So um, I think I actually had more fun when I wasn't on spring break than I did on spring break because um, spring break was a lot of work for me and like everybody kind of came back really tired because um, you know we have midterms and stuff so uh -huh. it, it wasn't like um, that uh, drinking binge you know crazy party thing that you guys are talking about oh. I'm really disappointed and I kind of want my money back so what what do I do to get a spring break like the one that was advertised Can you can you let me know well, Samiko, Samiko, I, I, we have a tip for you. What you need to do is go to a really terrible school instead of the great one that you're going to, <laughs> and then nobody will have any homework for nobody you. And you can stay drunk the whole time. But Samiko, based on what we know about you and what we've learned about you from the dinner party show, we don't think you would really enjoy the spring break that gets advertised. I don't know if you heard our report from Scabies Beach earlier. There's like sunshine and stuff. There's sunshine <laughs> and a lot of really <laughs> shitty music. Like like Cotton Eye Joe, which we were playing earlier, which was in the report. You, you um, think Cotton Eye Joe is shitty I think, music? I don't think music gets shittier than Cotton Eye <laughs> Joe. I think Cotton Eye Joe is like the nightmare of songs. It's like you're both being chased by cannibals with chainsaws and having to dance with them at the same so time. So you don't like the Tennessee it, Waltz? It's either? like it's a nightmare. I don't. Don't bring in other stuff. I don't know about the. I don't know. I mean, I don't know anything about no Tennessee Waltz. Okay. I think. Did they make you do square dancing in yes, school? Yes, it was. An, it was. That's horrible. where. That's where the the hate of Cotton Eye Joe came well, from. Well, we didn't do Cotton you, you Eye were, Joe. You were traumatized. That Cotton by... Eye Joe is line dancing, which is a different do thing. It's do they still thing. do that? But it was back. It's not a recent song. It's not a new song. They may have done line dancing to it, but Cotton Eye Joe predates line dancing. <laughs> 
<laughs> it is a nightmare for the ages, is what you're saying. Christopher was traumatized Con- by, God, by square God, dancing God, in PE class in high school. I can see that. No, Cotton Eye Joe, I think I first heard it at a gay bar. I heard that souped up dance remix, and everyone started, you know, it was a stark contrast to the latest Whitney remix. The first, that all I was in um, Backstreets in Atlanta the first time I ever witnessed um, line dancing, and I had never heard of line dancing before. And so suddenly, all of a sudden, people dashed up on the dance floor and began doing organized choreography. I thought it was like my drugs had kicked in early or something. It was like, oh my God. Are, it's or like they were dead, all getting ready to kill you since you were the Ernie only Flat one who didn't dancer. know how to do it. Yeah. I had no idea. It was just suddenly this this choreography started happening on the dance floor. Eric Shaw Quinn, did you actually ever go to a collegiate spring break? Did you ever do any of that stuff? I didn't do that sort of thing. Like I would go with groups of friends to do house parties at beach houses on, mm-hmm. on the the barrier islands of North Carolina. That yeah. was sort of, I just think those are such beautiful beaches. I'm sorry they're a part of such an angry and racist state, <laughs> but beautiful beaches. Uh, beautiful, and, and, we, and it didn't used to be, I don't remember it as being, I always thought of North Carolina as the more liberal of the two until the, the most recent right. developments in North Carolina where they... You know, don't want anybody who isn't an old white guy to vote anymore, apparently. Right. Like, yeah. I, they actually were a pretty great place, but the beaches are just so beautiful. And we would go to different friends' families had beach houses, and we would go hang out there. And Yeah, we would go to the Florida Panhandle. That's where we would go. We would go to Pensacola and Navarre Beach and Destin. And, and those were really beautiful. I was back there recently for a book event I had to do because I lied about a bookstore on Facebook. I didn't lie. I just got my facts wrong. <laughs> you got a little amped up. I got a little amped up. I had to- Before uh, you got your facts straight. Make a retraction. Some kid came up to me at a conference and Don't said- Don't restate the terrible <laughs> thing that said. Just say that there's a wonderful bookstore. There's a wonderful bookstore- Called Books a Million, which is actually a chain throughout the Gulf South. But there's one located there. And there's one located in Fort Walton Beach where I did a book signing. And they're wonderful people and they're they're very supportive of their gay and lesbian authors. Despite anything that you might hear to the contrary, it's a lie. Love them. And I flew my ass down there to do an event because that's what they asked me to do. To make up for my bullshit. <laughs> well, so it was somebody else's bullshit. Yeah, it was somebody else's bullshit, but I broadcast it on a on a global yeah, platform. Which really, is, you know, anyway, maybe not the best plan. Revisiting old wounds on the You're the Guest Spring Break edition of the Dinner Party Woo-hoo! Show. Um, but yeah, that was it. I spent spring break with my family because I had a cool family. You and we really all went off to separate cool rooms family. and read books, and uh-huh. that's how we spent spring that's, break. Yeah, that sounds like your family. Yeah, yeah. Or wrote books. Yeah. Totally. We were known to do that. And then gathered at mealtime for hysterical conversation about riotous topics. Yeah, like the Protestant Reformation. Yeah. <laughs> just a million laughs. It's just a million laughs. It was very erudite. And so, um, so yes, let's play the Anne Fair because we're talking about Anne. Anne Rice is still my mother. Anne Rice is on the page tonight. Ladies and gentlemen. My mother is still Anne Rice, and for the first time, we didn't step on the Claudia end of that promo. Um, By we, we, he means me. also want to remind people that we have a new feature at thedinnerpartyshow.com called Christopher and Eric's Favorites. And we want to encourage you to sign up for our newsletter, because whereas for the past two years, our newsletter has been a very boring routine of the show is on Sunday Don't emails. Don't you speak ill of our newsletter. We're now sending you all sorts of fun, new, spicy things via the Favorites page on our newsletter. The sign-up is on the submit blank on our homepage. 
page. So our on newsletter every page. is getting even better. So is our what newsletter is no longer boring and now amazing. Ugh. Last week we had Jack Morrissey on the show and we talked about new Hollywood classics movies which we thought what were overlooked. Fun. And we have added those to the favorites page. Uh, Cloud Atlas was, I think, the one in which all three of us were on a, in agreement. An unexpected addition to the evening because he'd come to talk about two other movies and we ended up talking about Cloud Atlas. His movie choices were Fearless, directed by Peter Weir Judd with love. Jeff Bridges and Isabella Rossellini and Rosie Perez. And Running on Empty with Christine Lottie, Judd Hirsch, and River Phoenix. Which is also a fine film. So we like to also remind you that the Favorites page is a way to support the show. If you use any of the buy links or you click through on any of those links, particularly the Amazon links, the Dinner Party Show will receive a small percentage of every purchase you make during that shopping session. Or if you're planning to just do some shopping on Amazon, though we certainly love it, if you choose our favorites, if you click on the gold box on every page of the thedinnerpartyshow.com, it will take you to Amazon, and then everything you buy during that shopping session will help support the Dinner Party Show right. without changing your experience at all. It won't cost you any more, and we'll get a little assistance here and because to keep the show on the air this is a new feature of the show and a new addition to our lineup, we're now going to play a promo which tells you this exact same shit. Oh. So our apologies for here from the Dinner Party Show. <laughs> this might be a time to Sorry. download some Tumblr porn. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. The internet is full of people talking about stuff they hate. So on the dinnerpartyshow.com, we've decided to launch a new feature that's all about stuff we love. That's right. It's called Christopher and Eric's Favorites. Each month, we'll recommend a variety of products we just can't live without so that you can enjoy them too. You can visit Christopher and Eric's Favorites at the dinnerpartyshow.com, and that's where you can also sign up for our newsletter and be the first to know when new favorites are added to the site. And remember, if you use any of the buy links on the dinnerpartyshow.com, a percentage of your purchase will help support the operation of the show. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, where dessert is the most important meal of the day. <laughs> Welcome back to Christopher and Eric's Favorites. I'm here to tell you about Christopher and Eric's Favorites again after telling you previously about Christopher and Eric's Favorites two and times I'm in a row. Eric Shaw Quinn of Eric Shaw Quinn's Favorites uh, from Christopher and Eric's Favorites. Sorry yeah. about that, guys. I, it's a new feature, and we didn't realize that the promo was going to come on right after we I gave was you looking, that little... I looked down as we were talking about it. I was like, oh, fuck. How do I save this? I was like, why did you bring this up? He even wrote the outline. Yeah, I do. I write the outline. I That's do, really, I do that was brilliant. Math, so anyway, really but you stupid. got the point. So uh, yeah, check out the favorites. Are the new, we posted new movie links, didn't we? Yes, we talked about that and, previously. Yeah. But the, the our top 10? Yes, all of our, we had a bunch of movies that they all went live at Showtime and the new newsletter blast went out at Showtime. So, so if you are subscribed already. last Sundays, but there's also new, new favorites okay. on the movie on the movie selection, on I the can't. watch selections, on the Facebook. Here's how I feel about the favorites. Your dog is eating an avocado. That's Hulhauser. He's one of our favorites here on the dinner party. Absolutely. Show. Even though he's dead, he's still he's a favorite. He's still a favorite for the ages. Posthumously favored. Mike Martinez called into the party line. He did not want to talk about spring break. He no. wanted to talk about something else. Let's see what he had to say. Really? Hey guys, Mike from Chicago here. I wrote down the spring break scenario, but it got so involved and so detailed. Oh. And I really came off sounding like a bitchy queen, so I decided instead oh. no bitchy every queens spring break here. needs a non drunk topic of conversation. So I was wondering what you guys thought about all of these celebrities who seem to be coming out when their careers are bottoming oh. out to oh. get themselves new marketing, oh. new audience, new uh -huh. whatever. 
Um, how do you feel about that? Do you think maybe that you guys should come out again and, and tell the world that you're gay because you have a new book coming out or a new tour that you want to go on? Let us know. Well, first, I'd like to say I hope that there will be a fiction version of your spring break fantasy published later on. Yes. Nifty or something. I other. don't think it was that kind of fantasy. No. I think it was a violent fantasy because he said it made him sound like a bitchy old queen. It Which didn't... I think would have made him fit right in around here. Yeah. Um, That's particularly what... asking that question. I have to say, mm-hmm. pet peeve. I'm going to tell just a little story and then that will be my answer to your question. Years ago, Many years ago, at the turn of the millennium, <laughs> I was working with a magazine on developing a list of their top 100 gay people of the century. And the list was running a little long because there were some pretty great gay people. One of them was a very famous athlete who had completely milked his entire every dime he could get out of endorsement, um, out of his athletic career. And then when he had absolutely nothing left to lose and he needed to sell his book, he came out. Mm-hmm. And he was on the list. And so I got him removed because I was like, as long as yeah. we're editing, why not take him off? Because he wasn't actually interested in being gay for most of the century and uh, might have helped somebody out if he had been. So mm-hmm. never mind. He's gone on to do some great stuff and I'm not going to name any um, names. But yeah, yeah I'm not really crazy. It's not my favorite thing. I think people should come out and I applaud everyone for doing it. But to do it as a career move kind of makes my flesh crawl. Well, and also to do it as a double career move in, in this modern day and age. It is not 1953 anymore. It's not 1983 anymore. It's not 1993 anymore. It's not 2003 anymore. Oh I just had to round God. it out. It's not even 2013 it's like, anymore. It's not. Like, you, were, you were not. The closet is a different place than it was just a few short years ago. It's roomier. It has glass doors now. Well, apparently so. But if you stay in the closet now you're pri- and, and you're in entertainment or you're a highly visible person, your primary considerations are financial. They're not um, your Which psychological. Which is fine. You know, Make your own choices. But. but but because you made a strategic decision to make more money for a period of years, and then once that wears out, you get to suddenly come out of the closet and act to make like you're more this money. brave hero. I'm not really with you on that anymore. I think those days are past. It was it was hard. Coming out was not easy. I had people say to me, and have you your would whole make, career out. Yeah, like for the rest of my life, I will be gay author Christopher Rice. And you know, it it's sometimes it's a plus, sometimes it's not a plus. But I had people say to me, "Wow, you could have had a really amazing career if you had kept that a secret and just written mainstream gothic horror novels, and, and then made a fortune off of yeah, revealing it. And then I would have written a memoir later that would have revealed it. So I think it's really tricky, and I think it's changed." as we speak, like with the times. I mean, there's certain... Now when celebrities come out who... <laughs> you know, I'm just repeating myself, but it pisses me My off. My favorite coming out story, celebrity coming out story is um, Neil Patrick Harris, who came out by saying... Oh, I'm sorry. You guys didn't know I was gay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know I wasn't out. And then there's the Ricky Martin, right? There's the Ricky Martin where if you really go back and look... Like, okay, yeah, we can say he was in, but he never, he never really gave it. a bullshit answer to the question. God, he never hot. really ducked it. He has grown up to be a yeah. fine looking man, hasn't he? Yeah, My absolutely. God, he's a gr- he was a cute kid, but I mean, as a man, wow, he has but my attention. We are entering the era where if you want to be an actor or a musician, or if you want to be a celebrity or an entertainment industry professional and be openly gay and have a lot of success, it is possible, but it's going to be harder. So if you make the decision to stay in the closet, 
It's not you're just doing it so that you don't have to deal with the added difficulty, not because coming out would rule out the possibility altogether. And we have people who have come out to thank for that fact. Brought to you by Mucinex. <laughs> you know what? Don't get me started on rape culture. Don't get me started on torture porn on my Facebook feed while people fly apart over Michael Stokes' erotic photography. Okay, I, I can't handle I won't get that shit. On that. Yeah, that really does. That, that really is ridiculous. So next Sunday we will be joined by actress Heather Matarazzo. Oh, excellent. Yeah. I love her. She's the star of Welcome to the Dollhouse. I remember that. She was in both installments of The Princess Diaries, which right. you may not remember. I, no, I totally love The Princess Diaries. I'm a huge fan. She was in Hostel 2. I did not see that. Yeah, I didn't I'm think never you would going see that. to. I'm sorry, but you know, we all have to I, earn a living. And... I know. I saw some pictures of her demise in Hostel 2 and immediately wrote to her and said, Are you okay? And she's like, Yeah, no, I'm fine. What's I honestly wrong? think so I just saw these be... pictures and I have to know that you're okay. I think it would be fun to be in a horror movie because Absolutely. you're just, you know, you know that it's just grape juice or whatever. And, yeah. Um, but to watch them, I'm not. I, so, I can't. I, I'm not as big a fan. I can't I have quite a line take it. Sometimes. With the torture porn stuff, but she is in a lot of exciting new projects. She has a lot going on. She recently returned to Los Angeles from New York, where she lived for many years. So she's back, and I believe she is going to be in Sisters with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Right, which yeah. I think sounds great. Absolutely. So if you have a question for Heather Matarazzo, if you were spoken to and moved by Welcome to the Dollhouse, which I know a lot of people are, it's kind of a cult classic. Call our party line at three two three Pez. TDPS, or leave a question for her on our Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, ask her and we what really went, went on backstage at the L Word. Yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> she was in the L Word. There's nothing Heather Matarazzo has not been in. Right. Yeah. Excellent. So it's Except time... the dinner party show, and we're taking care of that next Sunday. It's time once again to tell you about Christopher and Eric's favorites. No, no. no, no stop kidding. it. I'm stop kidding. talking about that. They're there. So please visit the favorites page, and please sign up, because when we get 500 new sign-ups on the That's email the list- That's the thing. That's the thing we forgot to say. We'll, we're going to give out a batch of cookies. A batch of my cookies, a, a special, um, you'll get a special baking just for you. We'll have a drawing of all the people on the mailing list. And every time we add 500 new names to the mailing list, there'll be a drawing and we'll give away another batch of cookies. And I believe it was said on last Sunday's live cast, Talitha Wagoner, if you devoted half of the energy you do to emailing Eric about sending you cookies to recruiting new members for the mailing list, we will probably reach this number sooner than one she thinks. posted on my Facebook page um, a picture of Taraji P. Henson and the Cookie Monster as Cookie cookies. and Cookie eating cookies together. Uh, so, yeah, Talitha's got this. Talitha's on it. Taraji has blessed our newsletter recruitment effort. All right. In the time that we have left, Eric Shaw Quinn, I would like to surprise you with a question. Oh, God. What are you most looking forward to about this season of Game of Thrones? Um. Wow. I hadn't even really thought about it. I just... I. I have not read the books because it's such a wonderful show and I want to be surprised. I am so rarely surprised by anything. I can usually tell you what the next line is with a fair degree of accuracy on most of the shows that I even like. So I think what I'm looking forward to most is being surprised. I never know who's going to get their head cut off or their eyes gouged out or what wedding is going to turn into, um, you know, a slaughterhouse. Like It's always a surprise. I think that's the thing that I watch um, Game of Thrones, and, and I'm actually looking forward to the convergence of all of these forces and the arrival of the dragons. Dragons! I was like, how long before he mentions dragons? More dragons! There's stills like the dragons are like full dragon size this season. When the dragons ate that uh, mystic 
when she turned the dragon on yeah. the mystic who had stalled them. I think them, that was who the second gonna, season. Yeah. My God, that was such a great moment. Dragons. Yeah. Dragons. More dragons. Dragons. More That's dragons. What I, I'm looking forward to. Hashtag, dragons. what is it? Hashtag, ready for Khaleesi. Ready for Khaleesi. So, yeah, there was that whole thing. There's, there's some woman named Hillary announced her candidacy for president that, today. Which we're was, also pleased about. And her video, which barely but featured we were her at about all. about it in 2008. We, we were, too. We were Hillary Pretty excited people. about it then, too. Um, ready for Khaleesi was the hashtag I saw somebody use today on Twitter, which I thought was the funniest thing I had ever seen. Yeah. And you don't, because I've mentioned I thought it, to it was you fine. He said it. He texted. I texted it. it I got no response, so I brought it up several times when I got to the studio this evening. Still no response. It's like, yeah, Christopher. Sometimes you appreciate stuff that I just don't like. It's fine. I didn't dislike it. It was just sort of like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So you haven't seen this video. You have to go home. You have a lot to do. You got to watch the season premiere of Game of Thrones, and you also have to watch the Hillary announcement. Wait, I haven't seen the which Hillary features two gay couples. Okay. Count them, two. Bright new day, two new gay couples in a presidential candidate's announcement video. Which is kind of a nice change of, of I, I just, I cannot believe, you know, we were talking with the guy that, Christopher's uh, doing the, uh, the narration on a new documentary, um, and we were, it's about gay issues, and we mm-hmm. were talking with the director about that um, this week, and how far we have come in such yeah. a short period of time. In 1973, it was possible to be locked up for the rest of your life yes. in a mental institution for being gay. Mm-hmm. And last month, um, one presidential hope, hopeful's uh, gubernatorial uh, hopes got dashed when he signed a bill that discriminated <laughs> against yeah. gay people. Like, yeah, I, totally. I, it's not all fixed, but Mm-mm. wow, we've come a long way. Baby. We really I'm have. Pretty happy. We'll have our own cigarettes soon. <laughs> <laughs> and our own style of dancing. Right? Well, that's all the time we have here on the Dinner Party Show. We'd like to remind you about Christopher. No, I'm just kidding. Just We did that maybe five <laughs> times in the course of the show. Yeah, visit the favorites page. We, we'd really appreciate it. And, you know, you might find something you like. Until then, I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And you've been listening to the Dinner Party Show. Thanks. I've been to a marvelous party.